listening to Earth Oddity, a weekly odyssey into all the oddity planet Earth has to offer. And now, serving it up, are Christopher Tiny Sullivan and John Long. Hello. Welcome to Earth Oddity Podcast. I'm John. I'm Tiny. And this is an NPR edition. Do you listen to a lot of NPR, Tiny? I listen to a little, not a lot. I think they're very pretentious on NPR. Mm-hmm. Now, NPR music, or at least the station here, 91.5, is top-notch mm-hmm. all the time, especially on the weekends. they got a great show. But yeah, like any of their like serious stories or like news commentary, I'm like, you guys need like, do y'all, do y'all need some coffee or something? Like, wake up. Anyways, um, you're on vacation this week. I am. It's a staycation. Right. We're recording late. My fault again. Is it your fault or is it my fault? Was it? Oh, that's oh, right. It was, it, was, it was really all of our fault. But then, yeah. But yeah, it was also Eli's birthday. Right. And I watched 150 cars. Yes. For kids in Ukraine. It, Sunday just wasn't a good day. Right. We couldn't fit it in. Monday mm-hmm. night, Boy Scouts and the National Championship game. So I had to watch that, which I only caught the second half of it mm-hmm. because we had to go pick up Deidre's car. Because she destroyed the rim on her car. Oh, yeah, I helped. You got in on that. <laughs> I did. <laughs> so we're coming home from the car wash. And Deidre cuts it a little close coming in the neighborhood, hits the curb. And because our curbs are well-built here in ritzy Bellmead. And general tires are not as well-built <laughs> as those curbs. Or sure. be of Goodrich tires. And just cracked her rim. And so... I got home before because I know how to drive and not take the <laughs> long way. And uh, and I was like trying to hurry, change clothes, freshen up before I have this Deacon's meeting at four. And she pulls in and Hudson comes in and tells me that she hit the curb and I go out there. And she's like, it's okay, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> like as it sits on the ground. <laughs> no, no. I was like, it's okay until like the pressure explodes it, you know, from the tire. We need to let the air out of the tire. And so that's why we had to put the spare on. And she didn't need to drive on it. So guess mm-hmm. how much it costs to get that fixed? How much did it cost? $900. Wow. Yeah. Because I was going to ask if it was the rim or just more like the hubcap. No, it was the rim. It was the rim. Yeah. No, it was all mangled up. Wow. Well, yeah. was the tire okay? Tire was fine. Oh, okay. Yeah. Never mind. I hushed my mouth. Yeah, the tire okay. was fine. General I, tires are fine, apparently. Yeah. No. <laughs> Tiny did make a lot of uh, you didn't buy, you know, good tires <laughs> comments over there. And I let him go because it's helping me because literally I was trying to get the spare off of the little thing and it would have taken me forever. <laughs> I was approaching it from the wholly wrong uh, approach. I thought there was something to take off of there. And Tiny comes over, being the man's man he is, <laughs> and is like, let me help you, and helps me get it out in, like, easy peasy. Yeah, you just, you squeeze these two little things together, yeah. and then it goes through the hole. Right. Well, Tiny's great at hitting the hole. I got to witness it in person. It was great. Now, we're not going to talk about what a hero I am, not only for raising money for Ukrainian kids, <laughs> But for securing our neighbor's trampoline. Oh, that's right. <laughs> Which I believe you witnessed because when I got back inside, I had a, a text from you. I yeah. was walking by the, well, I take that back. My son, my youngest son, 
He runs to the window. We were getting ready to eat supper. Right. And he was like, there's a trampoline in the road. <laughs> and we look outside. Storming, and, downpour. Yeah, right. And Tara sees it at first. She's like, there's a there's a, uh, a trampoline out there. Right. And then she was like, wait, who's that trying to get it out of there? Is that John? Yeah. And I was like, hold on, I'll text him. <laughs> it was- wouldn't, wouldn't venture out into the stormy <laughs> no. weather to oh. find out. <laughs> Let me see if you guys need some help. It was me and Hudson and Joey, who's a, a, a the neighbor a couple houses down from us. Okay, and uh, Joey's a really great guy. Uh, yeah, so I, we saw a post in the Facebook group. It was mm-hmm. like, "Hey, somebody said there's a trampoline in the circle or whatever." And I was like, oh, cool. And I went out there to look and I was like, oh, let me get my shoes because I can't see down in the circle unless I step out in the water. And I walked back in and I was like, I'm going to look at it and then I'm going to have to go mess with it. You know, like I already <laughs> knew it was going to happen. And by the time I got my shoes on and went back out there, I saw Joy, the owner of the trampoline, my next door neighbor mm-hmm. out there, like by herself, a single mother. And so I was like, I She's hollered. got it taken care of. <laughs> I hollered for Hudson because he was the only other man of the house home and, and told him, hey, get some clothes on because he's in his underwear all the time. And <laughs> it's time to get me. in boys' right. life. <laughs> yeah, right. Like, we have to come to the rescue. And so well, I start walking across the yard and Joey comes jogging up and is like tank top, Mr. I got my muscles and all that. I'm like, <laughs> Do Bowflex in my garage, dude. And he's like, got a plan. I'm like, he's, he springs in that. He out Eagle Scouts me. I don't know that he's an Eagle Scout, but he out Eagle Scouted me in that huh. situation. All right. And he was like, we're going to drag it over here. We're go- I got some tie down straps in my garage. We're going to tie it to this post. We're going to secure it to the fence over here. It'll be fine. And he was like, checking wind angles out there. <laughs> and I was just like, man, dude, I wanted to be the hero. Which I still was. I helped. Yeah, I was going to say, you were the I hero. Helped. I helped. <laughs> I helped. Anyways, so. Our, uh, the the light outside, the the light or whatever, yeah. the post light, the, the lights that come on. What are those called, John? This is street lights, Street Tidy. lights. <laughs> you tell Ty's never lived in a nice neighborhood. <laughs> no. well, I've never been in a neighborhood where there were street lights before. <laughs> no, At I least know. not the big, long ones that hang off the power pole. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so people call them dust to dawn lights okay. too. Yeah, yeah, they're the lights that the kids used to have to come inside when they would cut on in the summertime. Right. Yeah, uh, ours is crooked. It's oh, actually yeah? in our neighbor's yard, but it's crooked now. Huh. So, hmm. well, I'm know. assuming it was from the wind because be. that was some crazy. It was winds. super windy. Oh, yeah. and more neighborhood news: we had a yard sale Saturday. That's right. And I was, you didn't participate. Did not participate. I was surprised. I didn't really have anything to sell. Yeah. And we didn't either. So that but was we one. participated. We gave away stuff. <laughs> and number two, that was uh, Eli's uh, party. Oh, yeah, that's so right. That's what we were doing. Man, yeah, we we drug our junk out there and made a little sign that said free stuff. <laughs> free Take stuff. what you want. <laughs> and we just sat there and talked to people. They'd come up. And they're like, oh, here's a Captain America. And then they would look at it and be like, I don't really want it. And like, dude, just take it, man. <laughs> it's free. It's yeah. free. You can have it. Like, you throw it away. That's what I want you to do. Right. And we did pretty good. We gave away almost all the stuff that we wanted to. Cool. Now okay. now the kid, the boys want to put a weight bench in the garage. Like, they're going to work Pump out. Iron. Yeah. Which means they're going to dent up Deidre's car. <laughs> but Deidre's actually for it. She's like, 
<laughs> she's like, maybe I'll get out there and do a little bit. I'm like, you ain't, <laughs> you ain't gonna do that. Well, you're not gonna go out there and pump iron. The people that I have known, myself included, who have uh, spent money on weights, right? Because yeah, I was gonna get ripped. Sure. And then it just like you go up there like twice. Yes. <laughs> and that's you're like, it. that's exactly out, what's gonna happen. <laughs> turns out. Working out is hard. Yes. <laughs> yeah, it is. It's real hard. Unless you're like on steroids yeah. you know, or something. But hopefully my boys aren't on steroids. Um, or my wife. Well, what have we got as far as odd news this week? I have so many stories I don't even know what I'm going to pick yet. I'm just going to go rogue wild card. I'm not giving any preview to okay. anybody. got to listen to the whole thing. <laughs> well, I have a spicy story usually reserved for the patron section. Okay, a little patron's pre- preview. Little patron's preview. I have another, uh, I guess, a unconventional funeral. Okay. And I wanted to start with this one. Elon Musk has now bought a 9% stake in Twitter oh. days after criticizing it over free speech. Okay. Which most people think that's why exactly why he did it. Sure. He's, he doesn't like some of the censorship that Twitter has right. uh, done, let's yeah. just say it that way. And maybe he thinks that if he invested, you know, $3 billion in it, he, he might have a say. so say so, and now they run their business. Yeah, well, maybe that's, uh, I, I don't, I'm a free speech advocate, <laughs> right. you know, so more power to him. Uh, our, this story comes from the New York Post. Uh, Elon Musk is taking, is taking a 9.2 stake in Twitter just days after Tesla's billionaire CEO criticized the social network for stifling free speech and publicly mused about creating a rival platform. I think we had mentioned that. Yeah. Because that's rival Twitter is what everyone, all the cool Everybody kids are trying to do. Everybody wants survival Twitter. I don't but get it. I don't even think Twitter makes that much money, you right? You can't out Twitter Twitter. It's right. grown too powerful. <laughs> it's the original, baby. Yeah. It's like Coca-Cola, you know? An SEC filing revealed on Monday that Musk, the world's richest per- person with a fortune of more than $287 billion, according to Forbes, wow. bought some 73.5 million shares of the company, which I assume gives him 73.5 million votes yeah. when it comes to the shareholders <laughs> I, I meeting. I guess so, too. <laughs> uh, some estimated that uh, that totaled up to $2.89 billion. Wow. News of the acu- acquisition. It's really chump change to him. Well, t- you know? well, yes, he has two hundred eighty-seven billion, right. but that's not liquid. But, I mean, no, a I lot know. of that is yeah. tied up in stocks. Yeah, and, no, I agree. And property. But I'm and stuff. saying, if you have whatever a, a one million, mm-hmm. you know, uh, like whatever two percent of that is nothing. You know, right. You're just like, okay, that's nothing. <laughs> yeah. Let me just write you a check. Yeah, that ain't like me writing that one for nine hundred dollars <laughs> to get a rim because my wife forgot how to drive. Uh, this makes uh, Musk the largest shareholder ahead of Vanguard, Morgan Stanley, and BlackRock. Oh yeah, so just investment firms. Yeah. Um, yes, yeah. I, I believe it. I don't know if it says so in here. We'll see if it, we get to it. I, but I think who was the uh, the dude that. He's not the CEO anymore, but he was. He's the homeless-looking guy, Jack Dorsey. Yeah. <laughs> he, he has more more stake in the company than him now. Oh, okay. He does. All right. Well, if he just starts banning everybody, <laughs> you know, like absolute power corrupts. You were supposed to end cancel <laughs> culture, not join them. Yeah, that's <laughs> that's a, be like a great heel. <laughs> yeah. We call that a heel turn in wrestling, you know, for those who like wrestling. Yeah. 
Uh, he had been raising questions about the ability to communicate freely on Twitter, tweeting last month about free speech and the social media platform. Free speech is essential to a functioning democracy. Do you believe Twitter rigorously adheres to this principle, he tweeted. Uh, he also tweeted that with a poll. And, oh, of course, yeah. everybody voted no. <laughs> they don't. <laughs> right. Well, they don't. I mean, everybody they don't. Yeah, does, they don't. right? Yeah. The next day, Musk took it a step further, writing, given, given that Twitter serves as the de facto public town square, failing to adhere to free speech principles fundamentally undermines democracy. What should be done? Uh, in a separate tweet, he said that he was giving serious thought to creating a new social media platform, which has been tried like half a dozen times. Oh, we now. got my pillow guy tried. <laughs> yes, <You know? laughs> we went pretty far down on the list. Which he's got some slippers out now. If you didn't know, I didn't know that. Oh yeah, it's like, like walking on pillows. I think so. <laughs> They're like seventy bucks. Like, who's paying seventy bucks for some slippers? Uh, I'm not a slipper guy, anyways. Everybody I'm knows either. I'm. I'm all shoes in the house. I was. I, I went through a slipper phase oh, yeah? when I was a young man. No. Well, anymore. yeah, I think everybody has probably go through a robe phase, mm-hmm. too. I'm out of my robe phase. <laughs> Tech giants like Twitter, Facebook, Google, and Amazon have been accused by some conservatives and free speech advocates of banning users with unpopular views. Then Twitter CEO Jack Dorsey said last year that his company aired when it censored a New York Post article about Hunter Biden's laptop in the weeks leading up to the presidential election. Because it was real. <laughs> it turns yeah. out it was sure. totally real. Right. Due to Twitter's sh- share structure, Musk's stake in the company will give him far more influence over the site's operations than can be exerted by outside investors in tech giants like Meta or Google. While Mark Zuckerberg holds special dual class shares that effectively allow him to override meta investors' objections and do whatever he wants, Twitter only has one class of shares. That means Twitter shares held by founder Jack Dorsey give Dorsey the same voting power as shares held by Musk. Hmm. In a demonstration of the power that can be wielded by Twitter investors, Dorsey stepped down as Twitter CEO in 2021 following a heated activist campaign from shareholder Elliott Management. Elliot held around 4% of Twitter shares at the time, less than half of Musk's current stake. Wow. <laughs> so, and so they forced Jack out? So they forced him out huh. with a 4% stake. Yeah. And now he's got twice that. Well, hadn't they got worse since he left? Uh, I, I mean, like, I think I, so. I just hang out on sports Twitter. Yeah. Full disclosure, I don't <laughs> get into anything else but sports. And that's a wild ride, too. Yeah. But yeah, I've... I've heard through the grapevine, you know, from various alt-right sites that I visit that they've <laughs> gotten worse with the new guy. I don't know for sure. Right. Yeah. Anyway, this this article just goes on and on. But uh, at, at the present, we're all just kind of waiting to see what's going to happen. Right. He mm-hmm. now has the majority stake in the company, and we'll see where it goes from here. I would like for him to end the Nazis versus pedos war that's on on Twitter because everything like if you're a a left leaning person, you call everybody on the right a Nazi. Right. And so everybody on the right was like, you guys are pedos and that's what they call them now. <laughs> and that's all you ever see. So Yeah, I I personally don't care for 
Nazis or Pate beat us. Yeah, no, they're both bad. But if I have to choose one. <laughs> <laughs> dot, no. dot, dot. No. Well, that was it. it was like, they were like, uh, you know, f- people forget that, you know, back when Trump, when all this got fired up, I mean, they would be like, you're racist. I mean, it, just for voting Republican or whatever, yeah. like you have your whole life. <laughs> right. You're racist, neo-Nazi, <laughs> you know, xenophobe and everything. And then all those guys were like, well, guess what? You like children. You know, <laughs> like, if you're yeah. going to say that about us, this is what we're going to say about Look you. Look at these problematic tweets. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> right. This is a wild back and forth that we've somehow got ourselves into as a as a nation who does political discourse online, really. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, let's see. I mean, let's just hit it right out of the park coming out the gate, Tiny, because your story was good. A Florida man is accused of tackling a deputy, attacking his parents, and kissing his stepsister. <laughs> well, he uh, he went for the uh, trifecta there. <laughs> yes. Why well, will it? What's going on? It's trying to get me to download its app. I don't want your app, Fox 35 Orlando. Uh, This is from Deltona, Florida. A 22-year-old Deltona man is facing eight felony charges after tackling a deputy during a violent fight, uh, according to Volusia County Sheriff's Office. The alleged fight started when the suspect's girlfriend said she saw him forcibly kiss his 16-year-old stepsister. Dude's a liberal. <laughs> Obviously, he's a Democrat. <laughs> oh, he's liberal. He likes underage kids. <laughs> he's probably super upset about the, the bill, the don't say gay bill. <laughs> uh, investig- <laughs> That's nothing. What, what are we joking about? This guy's forcibly kissing a 16-year-old stepsister. Uh, investigators said the incident happened on March 29th, which also happened to be the birthday of the suspect, Russell Silman. A family member dialed 911 after the fight broke out. My stepdad is pulling a gun out on him. I'm scared, ma'am. Please help me, said the caller. Deputies drove up to the chaotic scene on Babcock Avenue, where they found him on the ground fighting another male. Hmm. Hey, everybody get on the ground now, shouted the deputy. Uh, the audio captured on the body camera. Oh, this got to be a precious body camera. <laughs> uh, uh, the deputy with his taser drawn appears to have uh, the fight broken up when Silman charges the officer. Um, it never had to happen, said Glenn Ford. Uh, Ford still has bruises on his face and two fractured ribs from the fight with his stepson. He said it all started when he asked Russell to leave after Russell forcibly grabbed and kissed his stepsister. Hmm. He grabbed the dog leash. I was sitting at the table like you saw me. He came behind me, pushed his mom out of the way, wrapped the leash around my neck, pulled me off the chair, and started strangling me right there on the ground, said Ford. Golly. Look, if you're listening to this and you think you got some family problems, you know, I know every once in a while I'll probably sit around. And I'm like, you know, man, am I, am I a good dad? Are my kids good? Am I doing the right thing? You know, we had a big fight and everybody was mad at him. Never had any of this go down in my house. So you can feel good about yourself. Uh, he said he thought he was going to die. 
the incident reported uh, incident report states Russell also tried to strangle his mother when she tried to intervene. Ford said he got up and grabbed a shotgun, which led the fight outside. What does all this have to do with him kissing his sister? I think that was the... Like he just kissed her and then he's like, now I'm going to strangle my whole family with a dog leash? I think forcibly grabbing and kissing his sister was like the assassination of the Archduke Franz Ferdinand. <laughs> like that's what that's set what off, it all off the chain of events. Like there was probably all these other issues that were simmering right. beneath yes. the surface. Right. And then and that when happened. he did that. And then next thing you know, like stepdad or whoever's like, get out of the trailer or wherever the house. <laughs> you, you know they're in a trailer. I picture trailer. <laughs> sure, we all did. <laughs> You know, get out of the trailer, and that's when he picks up the dog leash and starts to strangle him. So, golly, that's how I imagine it went down in my head. Yeah, and then they say, you know, he's punching a cop also, too. Bold, very bold. Shotgun beats dog leash. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, well, that's what he said. Uh, he, I was about to get to. He said he almost got shot here, and he almost got shot again. And the cop told my wife he had every right to put him in his place with a gun because he was being strangled from behind. Said forward. So. Hmm. Anyway, did he not get tased? I don't. It, it I mean, he, it, he, he, at the very least, he deserved to get tased by the sure. deputy, right? Right. Yeah. Yes. You think I that. mean, I've watched cops. They love the tasers. <laughs> cops, greatest all time TV show. Like, if you want a picture <laughs> of what it's like to live in America, watch, watch cops. Yeah. I, I think they took them off the air back during all the BML, BLM <laughs> stuff, yeah. which is cool. Whatever, man. <laughs> But uh, you can get them on YouTube still. And mm-hmm. the old ones back before cops really were like, well, we, we can't beat people up. We're on camera. And millions of people <laughs> right. are watching us are the best. They're so great. <laughs> I remember there was one. It was an all taser episode. Right. And there was this one guy. I, I'm not typically one to point my finger. Sure. <laughs> yeah. The boys in blue. Right. But he seemed a little bit happy. Sure. Having that taser, which I mean, how could you not? Right. I mean, you've got one. You're going to use. Sure. But he tased three people. Yeah. And one of the dudes he tased just walked up and said, "Hey, what's going on?" (laughs) That's it. You know, like in in the olden days, being a you know like a you know like in the sixties or seventies, whatever, like Smokey and the Bandit era, early (laughs) eighties. Yeah. When you were like a sheriff's deputy. And you could just roll up to a car you pull over, and they start to give you some lip. You just like backhand them right through the window. And you're like, nothing's going to happen to me. I'm the sheriff. <laughs> yeah, that was probably the greatest time ever to be a cop. You yeah. know, you were like, I just shoot people. It doesn't matter. Like, why would you shoot him, Bill? Like, well, he was talking back to me. I asked him for his license. He started saying he was a sovereign citizen. Or I whatever. was in fear for my life. Sure, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's why it had to be a wild time. Anyways, this dude, total dirt bag. Just forcing himself on his stepsister and then trying to strangle his mama and his stepdaddy and punching a deputy. No. And his girlfriend called the yeah. cops. And his girlfriend. As, you think they broke as up? She should have. <laughs> you know? You think they you know broke what? up? I would like to think that they did. But, but you not know they knowing didn't. the situation, right. just knowing this, there I would say it's a 50-50 chance sure. they're still together. <laughs> We all know some girl that would stay in this relationship, <laughs> yes. you know, or he loves me. He's changed. Once he get out, we're getting back together. You know, I got his name tattooed on my boob. And all. <laughs> you know, we all know them girls. They're just 
He That's got fine. right with Jesus while he was in, in prison. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> yeah, no, I'd go visit him. He'd read me from his little Gideon's Bible. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I shouldn't make fun, but that is so typical. Like, if you don't live in the South, I, first of all, how do you not live in the South? You know, <laughs> shame great, on you. <laughs> greatest region in this country. Like, the only region left with real cultural flair. Yeah, we got plenty of issues. Don't get me wrong. Like, we got some big time issues, but it's cool down here. And people like that exist. Like, I don't know if they exist in other worlds, mm-hmm. you know. I doubt, you know, uh, anybody listening in the Pacific. Well, I don't know. There's white trash everywhere. You know, <laughs> that, that's, that was one of our early uh, sayings. Sure. That right. rednecks were not just in the South. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah, that's true. We just do it with flair. We eat better <laughs> food, too. Yeah, we definitely do that. Yeah. And it shows. <laughs> yeah, no, definitely. <laughs> All right, John. How about this? Fans of Slain Rapper shocked his body was displayed at a night. Okay. <laughs> At a nightclub. At a nightclub. A yeah. send-off for slain Maryland rapper is going viral because of the way the man's body was apparently displayed. Marco Morrow, who rapped under the name Gunu, died last month after he was found shot in a District Heights parking lot. He was taken to an area hospital where he later died. Not Gunu. Gunu. <laughs> no, yeah. not Gunu. It was, oh. it was him. Man. Police are still looking for suspects and a motive, but Morrow's family told NBC Washington they believed that he was shot in a robbery. On Sunday, the rapper's friends and family gathered at Bliss, a Washington, D.C. nightclub, to honor his memory at $40 a pop. (laughs) At forty dollars, forty dollars a pop. They're having a worth it. A pay per funeral, or a, you know, not a pay per view, but a pay pay funeral, a funeral with a cover charge. Worth every dime. <laughs> I, I like the idea. Yeah. You know, the only people who really want to come and see you yeah. are going to pay. Well, they got their money's worth, John, because video from the event shows Morrow's presumably embalmed body propped up on stage and wearing <laughs> designer clothes and a crown. <laughs> there's some there's some priceless pigs. I'm sure there is. You want to go watch these on YouTube. I, I actually saw this story in our Facebook group yeah. right before I came over here. So I saw the cover that had a couple of pictures of him standing up. <laughs> huh. Uh many people were shocked by the video. It's got some tweets. So apparently they thought it was just a party, sure. like a farewell to Gunu. Okay. And then drop the mic moment. He <laughs> raised the curtain and there he is. <laughs> uh, I like the curtain. I was thinking I'd just roll him out <laughs> on a dolly. He <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> got him on a dolly. Oh. The reaction was strong enough that the nightclub posted an apology on social media Monday saying that it was contacted by a local funeral home for a celebration of the rapper's life, but they had no idea what would transpire. <laughs> sure. Well, I mean, good for Gunu. <laughs> you know? Like, I don't know that I would want to be remembered at a, a nightclub. Yeah. <laughs> well, that like, was he was a rapper. Sure. That was, that was his I thing. You got to think the music was loud. He's just <laughs> propped up over there, people dancing, getting drunk. I was about to say, I read the TMZ story, yeah. and uh, they said that some people were just standing there, yeah. mouths agape, like, <laughs> is this for real? And then some people were, as you said, they just were dancing. Just partying. <laughs> I think I'd probably get some pretty funny pictures with you, like weekends, weekend and birdies it up yes. or something. <laughs> 
I don't hate it. I don't hate it. I don't know that I would want to, you know, like your grandmama coming down the nightclub and having to pay $40 to see you or whatever. What would you, if if, if your family was going, what was John known for? What would, how would we prop you up I was like, at your funeral? <laughs> slightly angry. Like, <laughs> I don't know what it would be. I don't do enough of anything. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I would probably be like, remember that one dude that was propped up playing the video games? Right. That'd be me. (laughs) Yeah. I don't know. I'm thinking driving because I'm my family. I'm the de facto driver for my family, Mm -hmm. which is fine. I don't mind driving, but every once in a while, I'll just be, we're like, get ready to go somewhere. And they like automatically walks to the passenger seat. I'm like, why why don't you drive? She's like, because you always drive. I'm like, because you make me drive. I'm okay with you driving. Anyways, I, I'm the driver in my family too, but I'm like a control freak. Oh yeah, so I'm all about it. No, nah, I'm just sit back. Yeah, I Tara, love riding. Tara knows who's the man. Yeah, and so she goes to the passenger side too. <laughs> <laughs> I just love riding, you know, mm-hmm. because there is no control. You're just like, look, if you decide to run this thing off the road, <laughs> we're dead, and there's nothing I can do about it. That's cool. It's and good to play give on off a little bit. <laughs> yeah, I can play on my phone. I get a little jealous too sometimes. She'll be over there like laughing at videos while we're driving to Chattanooga. And I'm just like, I'm trying to not die on 59. I could be here. on Tiger Droppings right now. <laughs> yeah, right. I could be goofing <laughs> off right now. Okay. Uh, let's see. So the final four, the national championship. This is uh, college men's basketball for our listeners around the world happened last night. Duke didn't win. Duke didn't win. And that's where we talk about this story. Mm-hmm. Eric Church canceled his concert to watch a basketball game. And everybody got super mad about it. Oh, really? Yeah. I didn't understand that, too. Because, like, like do you not like sports or something? <laughs> you can watch it, too, yeah. now. <laughs> Country music star Eric Church is choosing the love of the game over his fans. This is a little old. He chose it. He canceled an upcoming concert in Texas at the last minute so he could attend the North Carolina Tar Heels games this weekend. Um, they were set to face the rivals, the Duke Blue Devils. So that is the equivalent of um, Tiny and I's favorite team, Alabama, playing Auburn in the college football playoffs. Mm-hmm. So big deal. Big deal, yeah. Super big deal. And uh, it was also Coach K – who everybody loves Coach K. He's Duke's coach. His he's last re- game. He's retired. Well, it turned out to be his last game. He's mm-hmm. retiring. I personally don't like Coach K because he dyes his hair and he acts like he doesn't, and everybody <laughs> just goes along with it because he's Coach K. All right? That's one reason. So, anyways, it was fun to watch him lose this game. And Eric Church, <laughs> <laughs> which is fine. That's a good. That's why sports is cool. People. We had a buddy who was there, Joey. Yeah, I saw. Oh yeah, no, yeah. I saw pictures. Yeah. Yes, yeah, they went because um, they got money. I mean, they got money, money, right? <laughs> yeah. uh, we don't have money. Right. They got money, money. Yeah, I know them. I've known we them. We have well made money. Yeah, they, no, have they, they got Forest, final four. Money. <laughs> they got Forest Glen final four money. Like <laughs> we got the biggest house over there. Yeah, they're good people though. They it's are. hard to hate them, you know. Oh, I, I was about to say, I love Joey. Yeah, they're oh, Joey's like the man I want my kids to be. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, like not me for sure. <laughs> I want you to be like him. And his wife is my oldest friend in the whole world. Mm-hmm. We've been friends since the day we started kindergarten. So, anyways, back to Eric Church. Basically, he decided to call off this concert. He said, as a lifelong Carolina basketball fan, I've watched Carolina and Duke battle over the years. 
But to have them match up in the final four, the last four teams left in the whole country playing basketball for the championship for the first time in the history of the NCAA tournament is any sports enthusiast dream. And I agree. But people got real mad Mm -hmm. about him. It's just a concert. He's going to play it again, I'm sure. Everybody got mad at Eric Church because he chose sports over making money and playing a concert. How does that make you feel? I mean, he's yes, you sell tickets. I mean, there's a part of me that says you you should be a you should uh, follow through with your obligations. But but that said, I mean, (laughs) if it was the Iron Bowl. I would have been smart enough not to schedule a concert. Yeah, right. For that's, then. That's another point I was going to bring up. If is I he somehow a big enough sports fan? Yeah. Right. If I somehow overlooked it, I probably would cancel right. too. Like Alabama's not a basketball school. I joked mm-hmm. last year that we were because we had a okay, pretty decent team, but we're not. We're a football school. Everybody knows that. Everybody but knows that. If I, and, you know, I'm not. If I was a country music star, I would plan my schedule around the potential of Alabama going deep into mm-hmm. the tournament because I would want to go. Just like if I was a country music star and Alabama's a football school, I'd be like, hey, look, Saturdays in the fall are out. I'm not doing any gigs on those days because I'm going to be ready to go to Bama. I'll say this is tangentially related. Yeah. Every single year when we schedule vacation, mm-hmm. I always take the national championship, the football national championship right off work. Sure. Not knowing that Alabama's going to be there, but, but just knowing they're probably going to yeah, be right. there. <laughs> yeah. just because I case. can always cancel. Right. Like, I can always, if it's not a game that I'm interested in watching, I can always say, you know what? I'm going to save that day. Right. I'm going to cancel that day. Right. But what you don't want to do is Alabama's looking like they're going to be there, which they, they do every year. But sure. it's look, they're looking really good for them. Right. And then you, you go scramble, try to get that day off, and yeah. it's taken. Well, and he got to see Coach K lose his last game, which is amazing because they gave Coach the Tar Heels gave Coach K his last home loss, like the last game he ever coached at their home gym, the Cameron Indoor Stadium or whatever. Mm-hmm. They spanked him in that game, <laughs> and so then everybody's like, "Surely, you know, they'll they can't beat him two times in a row in the Final Four, you know, right here in the Final Four. And they whooped him, and they it was did. funny, yeah. And it was funny to watch him lose, and I was laughing on my couch at my house by myself because, of course, nobody else cares about sports. And I thought, you know, the next morning, actually, when I was taking a shower, I was like, one day there are going to be people laughing when Nick Saban loses, like, his last game, and he's leaving Alabama, and they'll be laughing, and I get it. You know, I'll be (laughs) like, yeah, no, I understand it is funny because we've been good for a real long time, so – Now's our turn. We're going to be hard. Well, everyone likes an underdog. Sure. And everyone wants to see a Goliath fall. Right. So, yeah. Well, and Coach K's like, I don't know, man. He bothers me. He bothers you. Well, number one, college basketball, all college sports, rife with cheating and always has been. Mm-hmm. Like, we all try to pretend our team doesn't cheat, but we'd be better off if we admit, hey, we're all out here cheating to get players to come play. Well, he pretends he, you know, he's like above all that. I'm like, man, I know you cheat. Like, <laughs> like I just know how the game works. If you weren't cheating, you wouldn't be good. That's just how it works. Hmm. So, anyways, don't get me on a Coach K rant. So, well, my this is gonna be my last story, and let me just give everybody a little uh, PSA. This is a little spicy. Okay, we usually save these stories for the patrons extension, but. 
I had a couple stories like that this week. So <laughs> the regular show is going to get one. Five, four, three, two, one. Southwest passenger arrested for masturbating four times during a flight. Okay. All uh, the kids who didn't press pause need to press pause right now. Yes. Okay. I also regretfully declare that I will no longer be flying Southwest Airlines anymore this day forward. <laughs> well, look, would he been okay at three times? You know, <laughs> like it's for the limit. They allow. Yeah. Can you get three in? They told him uh, he did it once, <laughs> and then he shocked everyone and did it again. Sure, everybody so, was like, and so, <laughs> after the second time, they said, "Don't do that anymore." <laughs> right. He did it a third time. And they said, you do it one more time and we're going to arrest you. <laughs> You're getting and in trouble. We're calling the, the law. <laughs> <laughs> calling the law. Oh, man. Antonio Sherrod McGarity, he tried to claim that he didn't do anything wrong. And in fact, quote, thought it was kind of kinky. <laughs> Court documents allege. <laughs> I mean, it is a little. <laughs> I mean, he wanted to he wanted to join the Mile High Club, sure. and he couldn't right. get anybody to join with him. Well, I mean, are you going to tell me you've never cranked it down on a flight? <laughs> I haven't flown enough. Oh, okay. If I had a, a job where sure. I flew a lot, I, got, I might fall victim. <laughs> I got one down in between Birmingham and Atlanta. You know? <laughs> Well, it does. <laughs> Just a little quick one. Right? Yeah, I mean, we're fixing to read this article, but it does make you think. I mean, uh, if he was in the bathroom, how did how, yeah, how did they know? know? <laughs> Unless he was like really loud. <laughs> Maybe they leaving a mess. <laughs> Maybe he was very vocal. <laughs> <laughs> no, I was in there using the herbal essence shampoo. Okay, guys. <laughs> yeah, like that's true. I, he had to be doing it out in the open. <laughs> yeah. You know. Yeah, let's find out. A man on Southwest Airlines flight from Seattle to Phoenix is facing federal charges for pulling down his pants. Okay. And masturbating at least four times in front of a female passenger. All right. Beginning shortly after takeoff. He, he just barely got in the air. Look, his first mistake was pulling his pants down. You got to go through the hole with that one. You know? Like, if you're going to do with your it. a little bucket of popcorn. <laughs> right. Well, you're going to do it in public. Have a little courtesy. Don't pull your pants all the <laughs> yeah. way down. You cut a hole in the bottom of your laptop <laughs> bag. <laughs> Antonio Sherrod McGarity was arrested by officers from the Phoenix Police Department when Southwest Flight 3814 landed at Sky Harbor International Airport on Saturday, the complaint states. However, he told cops that he didn't do anything wrong. In fact, he thought it was kind of kinky. <laughs> the incident started early on in the during the three-hour flight when he he commenced his indelicate behavior, the filing alleges. He was seated in seat 11F, and the female witness was seated in seat 11E, the complaint states. Okay. Shortly after taking off and while the aircraft was in the air, he exposed his Johnson by pulling down his pants, and he began doing what he's been arrested for. The old five-knuckle shuffle. <laughs> when the female seated next to him noticed the behavior, she began taking pictures. Okay, Which that I, apparently that only encouraged him. Yeah. Now you're masturbating in public. <laughs> Having someone take your picture has got to make you that like ten times more excited. I mean, now he's putting on a show. Sure, right? <laughs> Says when he fell asleep after, <laughs> of course, 
for roughly an hour. A an female, hour? A female passenger told a crew member about what she had witnessed and was allowed to move to another seat. What did she think? She was like, Stewart. <laughs> I mean, like, he was jerking off. You, like, wait, you waited a little long. <laughs> no, you hit that call bell button immediately. If it was, I don't know. I'd probably just reach over and punch him right in the goober. You know? Just like, this put man, that away, boy. This man needs some assistance. <laughs> I'd punch him right in the goober and be like, put it away. The complaint states that, states that when Southwest Airlines flight landed, Phoenix police officers interviewed the woman who reiterated what she had seen him doing on four separate occasions. <laughs> Get this, using both his left and his right hand. Okay. He's a switch hitter. <laughs> the old switcher. The old switcheroo. I got you. Uh, McGarity was also interviewed by FBI agents who allegedly admitted to his in-flight behavior. Oh, I thought they were going to say uh, he stormed the Capitol. <laughs> <laughs> the, the FBI agents were probably the one who told him to pull sure. down his pants in the first place. <laughs> they were agent provocateurs. <laughs> he advised that he asked the female witness if she minded if he masturbates. He's, he's saying okay. he asked her if he could first. Well, this is gentleman. <laughs> I mean, Pardon me. Do you mind if I have a wank? <laughs> According to McGarity, the female witness put her hands in the air and said it doesn't really matter. Oh. <laughs> I would take that as consent. I mean, right. I don't know if I believe McGarity here, but if that did indeed happen, sure. yeah. No, I would say yeah. I would say uh you say, the correct answer is no. <laughs> He he already just said he's a gentleman. But I'll be honest, like if I, if I sat down, I wouldn't know if I would believe the. Like, right. Is this just a lewd joke? This person's trying to be funny. <laughs> you know? like, what? Do what? <laughs> I didn't know you were serious. Yeah. No, look, man, put that away for real. Okay, I'm gonna call the stewardess over here. If you don't put that up, I'm gonna punch you right in it. You know. Uh, in a statement to the Daily Beast, Southwest spokesperson said that he had been slapped with a lifetime ban. On April 2nd, we received reports of inappropriate customer behavior on Flight 3814 from SEA from Seattle to Phoenix. The situation was reported to crew members while in flight, and the captain contacted law enforcement to meet the aircraft upon arrival. We immediately placed the passenger on our no-fly list, resulting in a lifetime ban from traveling on Southwest. It was not immediately clear if McGarity had retained a lawyer. Okay. So, here we go. This dude. How come he didn't get the uh, like the duct tape yeah, right. Right to the seat like yeah. they're so fond of these days? <laughs> That's true. <laughs> they said uh, a stewardess came by and she was only made sure he was wearing his mask. <laughs> <laughs> Look, really... We should, as a society, band together against Southwest Airlines because they've allowed poor people to travel, okay? <laughs> and they're mucking it up for all the rest of us. You know, like they're out in Vegas now. They're jerking off in airplanes. <laughs> this is all Southwest's fault for making affordable flight. Okay? Yeah. All right. Scientists gave lions the love hormone oxytocin to see what would happen. Okay. Um, I'm curious to know what happened. <laughs> scientists have given lions a dose of the love hormone oxytocin to see what impact it would have on this vulnerable apex predator. 
Oxytocin is a hormone that in humans is associated with childbirth, bonding, and breastfeeding. In animals, research over recent decades suggests it can play a role in social bonding. For example, research published back in 2017 showed how injecting wild seals with oxytocin made them friendlier friendlier towards one another. Lion numbers are currently plummeting. Lions are dying at an alarming rate, Tiny. Mm. Um, maybe we get a baseball bat and hit them like you do bees. <laughs> <laughs> you leave bee karate out of this. <laughs> There's only an estimated 20,000 left in the wild. That's a really low number. It is a really low number. Golly, we need I wonder to get how many up. of them are in the state of Texas. <laughs> well, this is that's just in the wild. They're probably, uh, no, but, uh, oh yeah, they're probably like a hundred thousand. Remember, you there's know? the statistic that there are more tigers right. in captivity Te- yes. in the state of Texas than right. in all the wilds of the world. Yeah. That's going to be great when like society collapses and they all just get loose and kill us. Like we're roaming a desolate landscape. It's going to be like I, I am legend. Sure, right. <laughs> I've never seen that movie. It's not a bad movie. I heard it was pretty good, but I will never watch it because well, Will Smith assaults people <laughs> in public. So you're gonna you're gonna boycott this twenty year old movie. I'm boycotting this movie <laughs> that I'll never sit down and watch. Um, so really, all the story is is they're trying to get the lines horny. So they'll okay. breed. So they'll right. make more lines. Right. Well, all they really need to do is put them on a Southwest flight across the country. <laughs> you know what I take away from happens. this uh, story? Uh, it is true. Spanish fly is indeed a myth. <laughs> That's true. That's true. Because <laughs> we would all, like there would be an underground network. It would network. be in every gas station from here to Anchorage, Alaska. Sure. John. You could find it everywhere. It would also cost more than a dollar in quarters in a gas station. <laughs> right. Well, yeah. the, the machines would probably take a five. Sure. <laughs> you know, they would fit it for bills or whatever. Yeah. That's crazy. The, I love I love seeing the stuff they sell in them. Well, I get excited when I walk into a bathroom that has, <laughs> you know, a dispensary yeah. in there or whatever. Women may not even know that exists. I've been told that there's like uh, some machines that like dispense tampons and okay. things like that. That makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, those should be free. You go in the men's bathroom. Yeah. No, they have like <laughs> horny goat weed. all kinds of naughty things sure. that really nobody should be buying. No. I've always been curious by the old French tickler, you know? <laughs> Just been curious, you know? wonder how that thing works. Do I get a tickle? You know? Because that's really all I'm in it for, you know, when it comes down yeah, to it. It's all about you. Yeah, right. <laughs> it's all about me. Sure. Right. Well, we did get deep in the Patreon right there. <laughs> we did. You know, people listening to this are like, oh, my goodness, I will never join now. <laughs> they are vile people. Uh, I wasn't the one who was banned from Southwest. <laughs> no, right. Just like to remind you. I've never been caught publicly masturbating. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Huh. Shout out to Brandon. Uh, we want to thank our sponsor, World Famous Cajun Curl by Evelyn Spice for their support. Check them out at CajunCurl.com. You can order the spice right there on their website. 
Uh, it was created on the Elm Bayou in Evangeline Parish, Louisiana, and it's the seasoning that goes on everything. If you like cooking or eating, this is a spice for you. Cajun Curl Bayou Blended Spice goes well with chicken, beef, pork, potatoes, and anything else you can think of putting it on. If you put Cajun Curl on anything, I promise you it will change your life. On the website, CajunCurl.com, you can order the Bayou Blended Spice, and you'll also find recipes that are absolutely mind-blowing. You can locate your nearest retailer or order your own. If your local grocer doesn't carry world-famous Cajun Curl Bayou Blended Spice, ask them to start stocking it now. Here locally, it's available at Bowles Fresh Market on Skyland Boulevard, South's Finest Meats, Mark's Mart in downtown Northport, and the Lurleen Wallace Piggly Wiggly. All of their products are made in the USA, so not only do you enjoy the taste of Cajun Curl, but you also feel patriotic while you enjoy your meal. It's all natural, low salt, has a little kick, but it doesn't burn your lips. World famous Cajun Curl Bayou Blended Spice. Taste the spice, but not the heat. Check them out at CajunCurl.com and use the promo code EOP10 to get a 10% discount. Because we ask that you use the spice, but we don't ask to pay full price. That's right. All right, John, what do you say we hear from our audience? Okay. We have a couple voicemails this week. This first one comes from Nicole. Hi, this is Nicole. I'm here to call in about who hangs out in coffee shops. I used to work at a coffee shop, so I can tell you there's a few different demographics. The first one, you're completely right about, um, you know, being like a Baptist bar. It's definitely for church kids or church college age kids or basically people who don't have their own house and they want to go flirt with people of the same age and they can't go to a bar. That's a demographic. We call those nerds. <laughs> okay. Hey, all the normal people call those people nerds. Okay. Yes. Yeah. That was, I always felt like that was a, a coffee shop was basically a bar for people who don't go to a bar. Sure. Because they're Baptists. Let's go drink boiling hot liquid. <laughs> Makes our breath stink and try to talk to other people. Um, homeless people or people who live out of their car. That's special for California, but that's a demographic. Students, that's a demographic. Um, University of Phoenix groups who are working on their project together, but they don't trust each other enough to let them work at each other's houses. That's a demographic. Um... I definitely had one guy who was looking at pornography on his computer, so maybe just people who want a space to do that. Sure. That Really, that only happened once. I guess that's not a demographic. That usually goes there. It probably went down more than you knew about. <laughs> you, know, you gotta think. That demographic uh, flies southwest a lot. Sure. <laughs> it probably went down more than she knew, you know? <laughs> you use the free Wi-Fi. Right. And then after a while, you take off to the bathroom. Sure. Right. Well, we had a story about that in the Patreon last week, right? Yes. Yeah. So that may have been the guy. You know? Maybe. Sure. Yeah. I suppose it is a demographic. Sure. Um, lastly, I would say like MLM um, people, if you're trying to recruit someone to sell doTERRA or whatever, that's a huge, that's a huge coffee shop demographic. Oh, that makes sense. And definitely not all the same people who watch award shows because I like coffee shops. Um, the last demographic, I guess, would just be coffee snobs who are willing to pay way too much for coffee, and that's me. And yeah, I definitely don't watch award shows. That is it. Have a great day, guys. Uh, yeah, I don't watch award shows either. 
No. I wonder that maybe that is why Will Smith slapped Chris Rock was to get people to watch award shows again. That's a conspiracy, that right? That is a conspiracy theory, yeah. yes. Right. I don't know. The Grammys were the other night. Did anybody slap anybody or punch anybody? I don't know. All I know is they made Billy Strings play his, his little number outside. Which oh, yeah. Everybody, like all the hippies that like him, were like, "Why well, let him inside?" You know, but it just turned into a big joke. He killed it, and they cut his performance short. But, <laughs> anyways, thanks for calling in, Nicole. Yeah, yeah, she's always got good, good info. She does. Also, uh, shout out to Nicole. She helped me with my son's birthday cake in a weird oh, way. Wow. Yeah, we uh. Eli wanted a Master Chief birthday cake. Okay. We couldn't find anywhere that did like Master Chief stuff, but huh. we did find like an edible image that you could order. Hmm. And so we thought, well, we'll order this edible image and then we'll take it to a bakery and get them to put it on there for us. Well, right. <laughs> bakeries won't do that, huh. which it makes sense. They, they're like, no, you have to buy the image from us and we'll put it on the cake. We're not going to like put your own image on there for you. Good. Well, it may not have been important enough for you to do it, but could you not have been like, well, just charge me for that and use the one that I have right here? You know? <laughs> they, they wouldn't do it. Okay. And so my idea was to just be like, okay, well, we'll just do it ourselves. Okay. And Tara was like freaking out because she's not a DIY type person, you know? Yeah. And uh, and I, I messaged Nicole. I was like, have you ever done this? Do you think this would be difficult? And she said that she's never done it, but she was like, I've, I've seen it done, and it's 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 not that big a deal. Okay. So because I was able to get another female's opinion, yeah. I was able to convince my wife Did that we work? should just try it ourselves. Well, <laughs> we ended up getting a friend who does cakes okay. to do the cake and to do the image for us, and it came out great. Sure. So uh, it would have been great though if you knocked it out of the park. <laughs> you know, yeah. like you could hold that over everybody and say, "Well, like that cake, I did." You know, <laughs> yeah. credit to me for doing all this. You didn't believe in me, Tara. <laughs> Nicole's the only person who believed in me. <laughs> Eli, your birthday's more special because of me. It is all because of me. That's right. <laughs> and uh, and Amber down the road. <laughs> but she did. She was uh, she was like, well, what are we going to do? We got to get like a different kind of cake. Right. And I was like, well, we've done spend money on this image. We're at least going to try it. I Even always, if we have to run and get a last-minute cookie or whatever, right. we at least got to try. We're in yeah. too deep. How great would it have been if you had done it all? You it would have been great. Yeah, that's great. You know, like, they do that sometimes. You'd be like, you can hang up that coat rack, you know, or whatever. <laughs> I'll you show know? you. And I'm, I'm by George, I will, and I'll do it. And I was like, yeah, in your face, <laughs> you know? Let me – I can't believe I'm sharing this story. I'm going to try to make it quick. No, this is the call-in section. But when we first moved into this house, uh, Tara has all these pictures that she wants hung up all sure. over the house. And I had set aside some time to do just that for her. And I said, hey, Tara, do you want me to hang up some of this stuff for you? I was trying to be nice, trying to be a good husband. And you know what she said, John? What? She said, no, I want to get somebody like Jayla or Jacob who knows how to hang stuff really straight and is really like, you know, anal oh. about that because oh. I know they'll do it right. I want them to do it. Oh, that kind of cut you to the core. It, it, I'm still mad about it, yeah, to be honest right. with you. I'm still, it's, no. it's been a year. I'm yeah. still a little mad about it. There's times... and. There are things that I know I would fail at <laughs> yeah. that I just want to try, you know, like I, I, to learn and to grow as a person, you know, and because there's no adventure in life anymore for me. <laughs> 
And like, you know, like our garbage disposal broke, you know? Yeah. And I was like, I got this. It was like, you're not, you're going to chew your hand off in it. And I'm like, like, I know where the breaker box is, <laughs> you know, like you don't believe in me. Well, anyway, I told her, I said, I will not hang a picture in this house. <laughs> you can get Jayla and Jacob to come over here and do it for you. I'm sure they have plenty of spare time sure. to come over here and hang your pictures up for you because you don't think your husband can do it right. Right. And I stuck to my guns for months yeah. <laughs> until finally she was like, would you please hang up some of my stuff? I'm like, no, won't you call up Jacob, Jayla and Jacob to do it? I finally did it. And yeah. you know what? Everything looks fine. Sure. It all looks fine. And you'll always give in on that because uh, they got you. Like, there ain't nothing <laughs> you can do. I, I know. I made a stand like that before, too. Yeah. I was like, that's fine. Like, mm-hmm. I thought, like, her dad's like a master mechanic. You know, like, he can <laughs> yeah. fix anything. Farmer runs a trucking company. So anytime anything goes wrong in the car and I attempt to fix it, it's like never. Like, dad, she's on the phone with her dad and everything. Mm-hmm. Like, All right, look, I'll never touch a car again. I won't even <laughs> check the oil in them. I'll let the engine lock up because I don't know as much as your dad. And then I can't hold out, you know. Like, we did a good job on that tire. Shit, yeah, yeah, we did. Yes, we did. Put it all the right way and everything. Yep. Yeah, yeah, we we killed it. I feel like your tire experience, like you were like the tire whisperer. It all went <laughs> a lot smoother. Like you know how to coax them the right way, you know. We also have a call from Jacqueline. Now, did you have to clock that time as union time when you were helping me over there? <laughs> I tried. Okay. I tried to. <laughs> I get an extra 15 minutes break when That's I go right. back to work. <laughs> hey, guys. It's Jacqueline coming to you from uh, still cold Canada. I'm outside in the garden today with my cat. He just turned 17 and he had a stroke this week. So he's not doing too good. So we just have him out in the garden enjoying life for as little or as long a time he has left. Uh, anyways, thanks, Dan, for that uh, reminder of how much time we'll have once the bombs drop in Canada. Uh, appreciate it. Uh, did not help dissuade my fears in any way, but thanks for trying. Uh, yes, basketball was invented by a Canadian. There's actually a Canadian heritage minute about it, which for you guys that don't know what that is, they're like TV commercials that they used to show, and they still do show, uh, that are a minute long, and it's about the history of a particular Canadian event or person. And there was one about the guy that invented basketball whose name eludes me right now. Anyways, the meat of my uh, call, you guys were asking why people hate he who shall not be named. And I can speak as a citizen of the world, not necessarily as an American, because I am not an American. But is he funny? Sure. Is he entertaining? Sure. Um, Do I know people like him? Absolutely. And I'm sure anyone with a considerable amount of wealth is exactly this person who is, and I can cite references if you need me to, misogynistic, racist, uh, what else? Friends with Vladimir Putin and says that what he's doing is great. Anyways, all in all, does this make me hate him? Not necessarily. And no, I did not love him before either. I didn't like him either. Anyways, um, why this person uh, deserves hatred now and is because he has a resp- had a responsibility and still has a responsibility as the leader of, without a doubt, the, you know, the most popular, sorry, the most powerful country uh, probably in the world. And as such, he has a responsibility to not endorse 
hate and misogyny and venom and just be an awful person. You can be an awful person all we want. Just don't spread it and cause, you know, tears in society. Anyway, that's why I hate him. That's why I'm sure a lot of people hate him. And I will just close by saying I hope everyone has a great week. Uh, we're supposed to get a blizzard here tomorrow. It is April, but, you know, there's a blizzard coming because it's Canada. Anyways, talk to you guys later. Bye. Oh, she made some compelling points. <laughs> <laughs> that's a very convincing argument. I would say my only counter-argument would be is out of all the United States presidents. <laughs> Name one that wasn't misogynistic. <laughs> <laughs> or racist. We'll, we'll take Obama out, okay? I don't think he qualifies, okay? <laughs> but outside of him, yeah. whichever one you want to pick, what's well, not misogynist, racist, and buddied up with what most would consider a foreign power at the time that mm-hmm. was on the opposite side of us. You know, for whatever reason. Yeah. That's Reagan sending weapons to different people. Oh, you know, I mean, it's just, it all happened. But Trump was funny. <laughs> Number one, dude was funny. Yeah. He was super funny. And I don't know how much of it was because of him. Right. But we had, they did have a good economy. Sure. <laughs> while he was in charge. <laughs> we did. Hard to, hard to argue that part. Now, of course, when he was president, everybody said he was riding what Obama had done to bring us out of the recession. It took Obama eight years to right. get us to the point where the next president could enjoy all the fruits of the sure. Flavor. That's how it always works, <laughs> that's right? That's how it always is. <laughs> that's like, I don't know because I'm not like super plugged into the news. I'm aware of the news, but I'm sure somebody somewhere has been like, well, Trump messed up the economy and that's why everything's going bad. Biden's trying to put it back together. I think COVID is what messed up sure. the economy. Yeah, no. And a war in Ukraine. Sure. I think that's what did it. Yeah, I think yeah. that's all contributing factors. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Well, that and, and all the money. Trillions of dollars in spending. Sure. A lot of that Trump signed. Sure, absolutely. You know? Yeah. He kicked it off on that. He really did, yeah. yeah. That's crazy. So I know a lot of people like to lay that here here's the deal, okay? The man in charge is the one who gets the blame. Sure. That's just the way it is. When gas prices are too high. Right. We, He's the quarterback. Yeah. That's what it is. He's when, the quarterback. When gas prices are high, we get mad at the president. When our football team's not winning, we get mad at the coach. Right. And when attendance isn't going great in church, we get mad at the pastor. Sure. That's just the way it is. Right. That's the way it is. Well, uh, she, Trump had his <laughs> downside. Okay. <laughs> But he was funny. Yeah. Yeah. And I just don't get the venom. Like, why would you not have that same venom when, um, you know, whoever, you know, Nixon was, and maybe it existed to that level, but I don't think it's existed at that, at the mm-hmm. level it has been. But maybe well, it's because we have likely. social I mean, media. I mean, while we're on the subject of misogyny, uh, it's very likely that uh, Biden forcibly diddled the girl sure. that was his aide. Yeah. We just don't talk about that. Yeah, what was her name? Yeah, everybody forgets that. <laughs> yeah. People forget, including me. I'm people. Our vice president said on a national stage that she believed Biden's accusers. Right. And now she's the vice president. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, so. I mean... Yeah, uh, there's no good people. Like, as I was about to say, and I don't mean this, I don't want this to come off as a, well, what's that everyone says, uh, but them or whatever. Like, sure, like, right. You know, yeah, but, but, what about, but what about so-and-so? Yeah, right. It's all bad. We yeah. just seem to, we justify the people we like and we right. condemn the people we don't. Yeah. 
when, as you were said, name a good president that we had. <laughs> we haven't had a good president <laughs> in a very long time. I feel like politics is, uh, I don't want to, I don't know for sure, but I am of the opinion that it's probably hard to be a politician right. and retain any kind of strong moral convictions. No, of course not. That's why I'd be perfect for politics. <laughs> because if you get into <laughs> politics and, uh, and you don't have any dirt, nobody wants to work with sure. you. Right. People are only going to work with you if they have something over on you that they can use against you should you expose them. Right. Right. It's like yeah. the mob. Sure. Hey, well, I mean, all the world governments ran by an elite ring of pedophiles. Everybody knows that. <laughs> well, nobody wants to talk about it. We all acknowledge that. <laughs> like two things the world has came together over in the past three or four years was Tiger King <laughs> and Epstein didn't kill himself. Right. You know, like we all were like, yeah, okay. We're all on the same page on that. No, so we all know it. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's just it. <laughs> well, I want to get my temple hat out on y'all. Yeah. World's ran by elite pedophiles. We got a couple of dad jokes here. Okay, good. <laughs> what do you call a can opener that doesn't work? I don't know. I can't open it. Oh, okay. Yeah, that was obvious. <laughs> what do you call a typo on a tombstone? I don't know. A grave mistake. <laughs> <laughs> that was pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right, John. What do you say we ask some questions? Oh, yeah. I almost forgot about questions. Me too. And now it's time for Ask John Questions About Stuff. We like to ask John questions on this show. If you would like to ask John questions, you can join our Discord server, link in the show notes, and you can head on over to the Ask John Questions About Stuff sub-channel. Our first question comes from the driver. What is your worst camping adventure? Oh, I don't know. I've had a lot of camping adventures, and I don't remember many of them being that bad. Because, like, rain and stuff is just rain. I've gotten sick on like a hiking trip before, mm-hmm. you know, like I had a little fever and all that. That was no fun, you know, trying to hike and throw up and all that and trying to get out. That was no fun. That's probably the worst one. Yeah. 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 Uh, I will say one time when I was a kid, we went, our troop went to a scouting jamboree uh-huh. where all the, all the troops were like competing in, in right. dots and all kinds of stuff, sure. scavenger hunts. Yeah, and that's there a was, campery, by the way. Well, whatever. Yeah, well, let's get your lingo right, all right? <laughs> Look, don't come in here and try to appropriate my scout culture, okay? Anyway, uh, there were storms that weekend, and that that's always happened. Yeah. But like this particular time, it was some bad storms. And we stayed, but the last day, it was, it was only us and one other troop. And on the way home, there was like a tornado coming. There you and go. And like, you know, it... it yeah. Oh, it didn't purposefully chase us, but as we were leaving, we, like in the rearview mirror, like there was there was a tornado. We could see a tornado in the rearview mirror. That's good. Yeah. That's like a scouting adventure right there. <laughs> and it's and you know what? I mean, it it was not fun at the time, but because it was like such a crazy trip, yeah. I remember it absolutely. So, yeah, yeah, I got you. Yeah, I've had all my stuff get wet before. Mm-hmm. That's no fun, but none of that. I mean, that's just that's life when you camp out. Stuff's gonna happen. You got to have that attitude. Like, I'm going to get my tent out to put it up, and one of the poles is going to be broken. I want to hassle with all that, (laughs) lash something together, and all that. Get out the paracord. (laughs) Yeah, right. Yeah. Let's say fix it and everything. That's just the way it goes when you camp out. 
Phil Zuzut asks, if I'm starting, wait, he says, I'm starting a nonprofit organization called NFT Security Organization. <laughs> All proceeds go towards ensuring the security of members' NFT purchases. Would you be so kind as to donate? <laughs> no, but I will be on your board. Yeah, I'll serve on your board. Our next question comes from the driver. Is it morally or ethically wrong to use a discount that you did not earn? For example, have someone buy you something using their employee discount, military discount, or senior discount? I say yes. I also w- would do it, too, you know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, I was, uh, yeah, of course, I think it's wrong. Well, we used to have, when I had the sandwich shop, we had these like frequent flyer cards or whatever. People loved them. But the people that would scam you on that, like <laughs> try to keep them yeah. when they were full so they could use them again. And these are like respectable people. We could like own businesses, mm-hmm. lawyers and all that. You're just like, you're, you're scamming for a $6 sandwich. I have a question, John. Yeah. Are senior discounts ageist? Yeah. We just don't say anything about right. it because we don't want to hurt Momo or Pawpaw. Well, like we're all trying to keep the old people in our life happy. And we'll eventually be that way, too. Right. You know? That's just what it turns out. Let them be happy. They've paid their dues. Yeah, I'm, I'm fine to let them be happy. But sometimes I'm like, you know, Pawpaw over there is retired, and he's sure. probably sitting on $300,000, right. and he's going to get a 50-cent coffee. Meanwhile, i got to pay full price. Occasionally, <laughs> occasionally you'll hear a senior be like, well, I'm on a fixed income, you know? Right. And I always want to be like, me too. I'm salaried, <laughs> you know? Yeah. yeah, I'm on a fixed income too, grandma. I make it work. You, know? <laughs> like, you, you can too. All right. Yeah. <laughs> That's just a thought that popped in my head. And I mean, it depends on the part. I mean, not every single elderly person in your life is loaded. Sure. Right. No, no, no. <laughs> but, you yeah. know, pl- uh, plenty of them are. Well, that's, we've messed, I've messed up. Because usually you kick your kids out pretty early on and you got a good 25 years of stacks of money up while they're out doing their thing. Mm-hmm. Now we got to let them live at home as long as possible <laughs> and all that. My fault. You know, we should have had them earlier yeah. and got them out of the house earlier. And Social Security won't be there for us. Yeah, no, we ain't got nothing. Because <laughs> we spend it all. Yeah, right. They want to talk about the boomers not retiring, you know, uh-huh. um, but we'll never be able to retire. We're right. saying, yeah, no, I got to work until I die. Sorry, two generations. You don't have a job. You're already living at the house I have anyways. So it's fine. <laughs> well, that'll do it for questions, John. And as this free show draws to a close, we need to thank our patrons. Yes, we do. We would like to thank each and every one of you. We would like to thank, by name, those who donate at the 10 or above tier. Speaking of old people with money, <laughs> if you have some parents sure. with lots of money or maybe some grandparents, you should try to get them turned on to our podcast. <laughs> right. <laughs> They've got some disposable income. Sure. We're taking <laughs> investors. You know, we're looking for investors to grow the brand. Yeah. yeah. We want to start an Earth Oddity bingo hall. Sure. Do you know... <laughs> I know we were talking and rambling, 
every time I post something on Instagram, I always get one of those bots. It's like promoted on reality records or whatever. <laughs> yeah. I, I've, it's taken a lot in the past week not to DM one of them and be like, I'm ready to promote and just see what happens. <laughs> I bet you nobody Where ever Where do we go them. from here? <laughs> I was like, there's like some scammer, like a light goes off. I was like, finally somebody answered. Because you know? I'm assuming it's a num- it's a numbers game for them. Sure, right, know? yeah, yeah. Just spam everybody and somebody. But what if we, eventually you're going to get someone? Right. What if they're just like, well, yeah, just tag us in your next post and we'll promote you. And then we're on like one of those pages. And I think it would be kind of funny if we could end up on one. <laughs> they probably want money for that though, don't they? I would just oh, assume, I would, yeah, yeah, definitely. I would never pay to do yeah, that. right. Yeah. But like I you promote be, first, and then right. we we'll pay. And then we'll in my pay. fantasy, they'll do it for free because of my charm. <laughs> and then we'll be like on a page with a bunch of SoundCloud rappers, and then it'll just be our <laughs> podcast. Well, anyway, the people we would like to thank by name are Mr. Daniel Hedrick, Mr. James White, Ms. Angela Pinto, Ms. Sherry Heron, Mr. Chris Payne, Mr. Derek Reeves, Mr. Hank Hernandez, Mr. J.D. Westfall, Ms. Jane Updegraff, Ms. Jacqueline B., Mr. Josh Dodd, Mr. Shane White, Ms. Sharon Craig, Mr. (laughs) Todd Glover, Mr. Tyler Bond, and of course, Mr. Mike Wilcox, a.k.a. Mick Mick Will. We all thank you so much for supporting what we do, donating to the show. If you would like to become a patron, you can head on over to patreon.com slash earth oddity. We have several different tiers, but the $5 tier will get you the extended show, mm-hmm. which is extensions after every single show. That's, right. That's patreon.com slash earth oddity extend your oddity. Right. And speaking of extensions, what do we got coming up in the extension today? We're going to talk about schools putting down litter boxes for furries. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Uh, I have a top 10 list of things people found <laughs> in uh, the old keister. <laughs> yes. We were going to talk about this last week and we forgot. Yeah, so. we, we just had so much content. Right. Too much show last week. Sure. But yeah. this week we got time to we talk about time. things found in people's prison purse. Yes. That's how it goes in the Patreon. Sometimes <laughs> it gets a little wild in there. Look, in the Patreon Discord this week, I would just like to call out Nicole and Jacqueline for being wildly inappropriate. <laughs> okay. This why I addressed it in the Discord, but I wanted to get it on the regular show because you get to get in the Patreon Discord huh. and see what they're being inappropriate about. Well, you got anything else? No, that's it. Uh, thanks to everyone for listening. The best thing you can do for us is uh, outside of pray for my soul and that I don't bring Tiny further away from his walk <laughs> with the Lord is tell a friend about us yeah. and t- let them let them see what we're all about. Tell them to give us a little bit. We'll grow on them. <laughs> we're a little weird to begin with. We're like a stray dog, but the more we're around, the more lovable we become. Right? Right. Yeah. So tell a friend, and I hope everybody has a great week. Well, you have been listening to Earth Oddity Podcast, and we thank you so much for listening to us, no matter where you get us, whether you get us from Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Spotify, Stitcher, we're on them all. If you would like to write into the show, we are earthoddity at planetmail.net. If you would like to tweet at us, we are at at underscore earthoddity on Twitter. We have show art. You can check that out, underscore earthoddity on Instagram. We have a Discord server, link in the show notes if you want to chat with us. And we also have a phone number that you can call or text. What's that phone number? It is 662-493-2059. 662-493-2059.
888-382-2059. We hope everybody out there has an excellent week. Earth Oddity for the Fringe Radio Network signing off. Love y'all. Bye. This has been a very odd production. Thanks for listening. Welcome, Odd Squad, to the patron, the patron extension. The extension, extended Earth Oddity. Yes. Do we have any pre-extension banter? Well, I'm trying to look back on my...